Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio. So this is the situation, Carter. Mm. This podcast is called Rock and Roll American Football. And essentially, we don't really have any rock and roll going on except our personalities. But we do have a little bit of American football. Big, small, NFL. That's what we're here to discuss. My name's Jay Lawrence. Carter, how's it going? It's cracking, Jay. I'm a bit rock and roll, I would say. I appreciate you saying that. You know, originally rock and roll was... I don't know what originally rock and roll was, but it sounded like me, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I don't know, Jay. <laughs> I'm going with the intro here. <laughs> well, it definitely doesn't sound like a uh, a five foot nine white guy from Leighton Buzzard. I can tell you that. Uh, so. Leighton Buzzard's not far from Liverpool. Isn't that where some rock and roll is? Very far from, from Liverpool. Oh, very, well, I mean, oh, damn. In, in American terms, it's not far. Right, right. In American terms, it's not far, but it's like, you know, five hours drive. Yeah. So that, that, that to me is far. But if you drive five hours and you're in Texas, you're still in Texas. So you could, you could almost drive five hours in Houston and still be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. depending on traffic. I remember, <laughs> I remember once, and we will get to the NFL. I I remember once when I was in uh, New Orleans. I was uh, uh, when I was um, living there. I had a, um, I stayed at a friend of mine from uh, from Houston, and she drove us from New Orleans to Houston, and she said it was a six hour drive. Right. And I lost, I lost it. I was like six hours. We're going to be in the car for six hours. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, it's a short drive. Yeah, it is. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not. Six hours. You can drive to basically Scotland in six hours. <laughs> like from where I am. That is I had, mad. I had homies who, who you lived in Atlanta. This is back when uh, we did, I was in university. And they would drive from Chicago to Atlanta on breaks. And mm. it was like an 18 hour drive. And oh. it was, it was like, oh, whew, all right, y'all gonna do it because I had to drive like seven hours back to where I was going, so mm. it wasn't that big a deal. Eighteen, that's tough. Seven, now nah, we can do that easy. So, yeah. No man, no, that is that's rough. Wait, we also, I mean, we I also didn't do... need a passport to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. Okay, fair point. Uh, right, let's get into it then, shall we? I tell you what, it's been a bit of a funny week actually in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, Purely because you know how like um, sometimes when you're at school, um, you know, growing up all that and sometimes you get your your teachers off, Mm -hmm. you know, your teachers off sometimes you have like a substitute teacher and every every now and again you get a substitute teacher that you can just tell immediately is better than the the teacher that you usually have. Mm. Like for one reason or another, this substitute teacher, you're like, you're you're feeling them. Like they're just, they're funny. They can teach well. Mm. They know what they're doing. Mm. I feel like it's a bit like that in the NFL this week. Very intriguing. It was the the day of the substitutes almost, the backups, Mm. the backup quarterbacks. There was so many... And so many won. Well, relatively so many. And so many won. It was the one that, uh, you know, it's, it's the days that these backup quarterbacks are going to remember probably for the rest of their lives. Well, at least one or two. So you, had, so you had Mike White from uh, the New York Jets beating the number one uh, AFC team in the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you had Trevor Simeon coming on for the injured Jameis Winston, mm. winning against the Super Bowl champions, the Buccaneers for the New Orleans Saints. And Cooper Rush, somebody whose name I just think sounds like he should be in NASCAR or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> That's a good... I totally agree. Cowboys beating Vikings. It's a, yeah. it's a great name. It is a great name. I mean, you've got Mike White, who is the, the most, let's be honest, boring, boring name. Uh, it's Boring name. It is a... I mean, it's a typical white guy name. Like it's typical white guy name. White. I mean, it literally has white yeah. in the name. <laughs> His name is Michael White. <laughs> Michael White is. is. I, my, uh, Mike White. Uh, I tell you what. My, yay for Mike White. Not so yay for Joe Flacco. Like, 
what the heck did you bring me here for? Uh, well, I tell you, because I thought the exact same thing, and it is because he was not ready to start that week. So, so this is because Joe he did fun. not know the Ooh. he did not know the playbook Ooh. because he only had a few days. He'd only had like three or four days to to come in, and I was thinking about, it and I was like, yeah, but he was with the Jets last year, but of course, new coaching uh, staff, that's right, that's you right. know, new head coach. So everything would have everything would have changed in the uh, didn't do so well without that offense anyway last year. So could change anyway. Yeah, exactly. You you would want it to change anyway. Um, but yeah, the Jets uh, getting their second win. And do you know what's really interesting about that as well is that not only did um, did the Jets beat the Bengals, Mike White, you know, playing well. Uh, the Bengals being one of the teams in the NFL so far, but. Robert Sala, the head coach of the New York Jets, when pressed about the future of the Jets franchise uh, regarding the quarterback position, basically left it very open. That is despite number um, two uh, drafted Zach Wilson mm. being out, and and you know seemingly the the future of the franchise. He's had a bit, he's struggled so far this year, but Mike White comes in. You know what? Is that okay? Is that is that just the answer that you give? Do you think? Like you know, when 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 you when you are presented with this question, you know, like the you know the future's unwritten or whatever he said, you know, very very open. Or is it? Or should you just shut it down for the sake of you know just reassuring your probable franchise quarterback? So I am never a fan of coaches who don't tell the truth. I am mm. more on the Mike Tomlin side, which is if you're asking asking me about a college coaching opportunity, I'm going to oh, tell yeah. you straight. And in this case, I appreciate the Jets head coach was like, I don't know. <laughs> we, are, we are two and five. We're not going to win the AFC East. Uh, our starting quarterback is okay. Our backup quarterback just proved more effective in one start than our starting quarterback. And then we got this Joe Flacco guy who we brought in to back up everything who yeah. took a yeah. Took a couple. It takes a couple of days to learn an entire NFL playbook, but he wasn't that good when he was here last year. So, as a Jets organization, who, by the way, routinely don't even lace up their shoes effectively to get onto the field, <laughs> what position on that field or on their team is not up for grabs? Like, I just. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, actually, it's a good point. I, it's it's and it's it's mostly because you just are working from such a low bar. Like just and and I understand if you're if you're the Green Bay Packers, then there's no question as to who's mm. your quarterback. Yeah, uh, which they should have realized over the off season, but whatever. Uh. If you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, if you're if you have a quarterback, quarterback, then. As a head coach, you do all the traditional head coach things. You have full confidence in your starting QB because they prove themselves over and over. No quarterback or any other person in, in not even the coach or the GM and the Jets organization has proven themselves. So it's all up for grabs, in my opinion. And I guess as well is, is because the the history of the Jets uh, over the last few years, well, maybe even more than that, to be honest yeah, for with a you, long time. Has, yeah, yeah, hasn't been you know the best. Having a, an open competition for places, you'd assume is only going to improve things. Theoretically, like what else do you have? You can't draft into mm. this position. They, I mean, they're going to get a high draft pick because they're trash. And you it, like, <laughs> it, but you've the, how many quarterbacks? I don't even know the Jets. I don't know that the Jets that intimately, but they've drafted a few quarterbacks in the last few years that haven't worked out. Or they well, Sam Darnold, obviously, who's now with the Panthers. Ex yeah. Exactly. So. 
you do you really maybe it's a play maybe it's a deshaun watson play is i I, like he's got i mean you know you don't know yeah yeah who knows i well do you regard go ahead go ahead no no go i I was gonna say if you're obviously if you're mike white you're excited about the opportunity because you didn't have this Mm -hmm. opportunity a week ago or two weeks ago you had an opportunity to compete for this starting position, for the starting role, that's a, that's a huge positive for you, right? I just think that for you know from from his perspective, it's a case of um, you know you just got to take it as it comes and um, just prove that you are here, uh, prove that you're where that you where you belong. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, this is a guy that was drafted in the fifth round of the NFL draft a few years ago by the Cowboys. You know, he's now with the Jets. He's just started a game. He's won his first game against a team that is meant to be one of the contenders in the NFL this season. Mm. So therefore, what you got to do, and you and you're in, a, and this is this is also the benefit in this situation when you play for the New York Jets because there is almost no pressure. Right, right. You know, there is pressure. Maybe you might put pressure on yourself because you want to prove that you belong there. But as a franchise, there is no pressure because everything has been so low. You know, this is not, for example. Uh, as you say, Tom Brady, let's say Tom Brady comes out injured. You've got, you know, Mike White going into the Buccaneers. You know, they want to win the Super Bowl this year. They should be Again, in a position yeah. you need to make sure that you you need to make sure that, you know, that, that winning routine continues. It's not like that. So, yeah. you know, from Mike White's perspective, he is playing to be in the league. Yeah. So, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, so I got credit a, to I him. I got a question for you then. Speaking mm-hmm. of pressure, if you're starting quarterback, if you're starting quarterback, you're rebuilding your organization after your franchise quarterback for the last 15 or X plus seasons has retired and you're Jameis Winston rebuilding your brand, your reputation within the league. And you're having a pretty okay first half of the season. And then because of a crappy horse collar tackle, you tear Mm. two ligaments in your knee and you're done for the season. Does your, the backup quarterback in new Orleans, Jay, this is a team with whom you might be a little familiar this is mm-hmm. we've got Trevor Simeon, we've got Taysom Hill here. Is there pressure on this quarterback tandem now? Speaking of Mike White not having any pressure in New York, does this quarterback tandem here is there pressure here to to sort of figure out what the Saints are going to be doing for the rest of the year, or to you know hopefully turn out a playoff uh, berth or something like that? What do you think? Yes, I think there is pressure. I don't think that there's as much pressure as there might be in other franchises, like the Bucks, for example. But there is still, pre- and that that does come down to uh, Drew Brees retiring, I believe. Now, the thing is, is that with the Saints, uh, Drew Brees was injured at various points over the last uh, two seasons, yeah. which meant that. Um, there have been times when he has gone out injured and they've had to bring in another quarterback, whether that's Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill for a point uh, last year as well. So, so over the last couple of years, Drew Brees has been in a situation where the Saints have basically been Super Bowl contenders each time, right? Now, mm-hmm. that means that there has been pressure on that backup quarterback to keep winning, to keep them in that position over the last couple of years in order to get a good, you know, uh, seeding in order to get to the playoffs. Now, the Saints are not in that position in regard to, in regard to Drew Brees it's because obviously he's not here anymore. Jameis Winston, yes, he's been performing well, but it's not as if this team had been clicking on all fronts. Correct. You know, I hear that, yeah. It, so it's not the same. Yes, there's still going to be pressure because the Saints are now in a very good position, relatively, Beating the Bucks 36-27 in the last game means in the NFC South mm. that they're 
what what you, you call half a game behind, really, which means that you know the Bucks have played one more game because the Saints have had their bye week already. So the Saints are five and two. The Bucks are six and two, which obviously means if the Saints beat the Falcons next week, uh, when the Bucks are on their bye, then they're going to be both six, six and two. There is pressure. I wouldn't say it's the same amount, the same sort of pressure, but you know, there should be pressure. Right. There should be pressure. This team is good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the, the defense in particular is really good. So um, there have been issues with the offense, though, regardless of Jameis Winston. You know, Very even true. without, you yeah. know, the, the receiving, um, the receiving core has not been good enough. Uh, so we'll have to see how that changes and whether or not it changes the, the actual uh, structure of the offense changes anyway, because if Taysom Hill comes in, he's been in concussion protocol or, or he has been suffering for, with, with a concussion for the last few weeks. I hope he's OK, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. He has very different skill sets. Trevor Simeon, Trevor Sim- Simeon, a bit more traditional pocket passer. Taysom Hill, just a big old man that can run over the place. <laughs> so, and, and honestly, this is a, this is a Sean Payton move here, which is what is what does mm. the head coach of the Saints do to accommodate for this precarious quarterback situation? Which you know. You could argue he's had some experience doing, as you mentioned, when Drew Brees was out the last in his last few seasons of his career. Drew Brees is out. We have to adjust. We have to figure out a way to still win. They got it done then. I just wonder if they can get it done now, given the other discrepancies they have in the receiver core, example, et cetera. So yeah, now, I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but there must there must be something along the lines of nine games over the past two years when Drew Brees was out. You know, in mm-hmm. total, something like that, eight or nine games. Right. And only one was lost. Not bad. So Not bad. he's got a good record. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. he's got since 2019. The Saints have had have won games with Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Trevis, Trevor Simeon, and Taysom Hill. It's five different quarterbacks. That's, so uh, that means somebody's being consistent, and I'm going to say it's Sean Payton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and last we just we'll just follow up. We'll just finish with Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. I mean, does this just prove that the Cowboys are the team in the NFL right now? I would say, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> it's I. So I saw the highlights of this game, and I saw Cooper Rush's dad having a fantastic time watching his kid start for the Dallas Cowboys and not screw it up in any way, mm. like. I, obviously, he's not challenging Dak Prescott, but if you're the Cowboys, you got to feel real confident now that if something were to happen to Dak, uh, which did happen over the you know over the um, off season, he was a bit injured, and then uh, obviously now um, that if it came down to it, like you you have a an, a viable option to continue with what is. It seems like a really comprehensively good team, like defense mm. and offense and receiver cores clicking. You got to stop CD Lamb getting fined because he didn't pull his trousers up right or something else. <laughs> Did you hear about this? You read he's sacrificed like tens of thousands of dollars already this season just because of simple stuff, like he's not tucking That's in his mad. jersey or he's not pulling up his socks or whatever. Wow. Crazy. Uh, he's only making like a million five this year, and he's and to give any of that away is tough. But if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm really happy about what we discovered in this uh, that this kid can play, uh, and the Cowboys got to be looking up. Or they got to be more positively or confidently approaching the rest of the season, given what you've got. In you know, I mean, they're going to win the division, so whatever. But 
uh, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But says the Giants fan. <laughs> yeah, what what can I do? What can you do about it? You're confident in the um, in the. Do you think the Cowboys are the best team in the league right now? I think the Cowboys are up there in the best team in the league. I think there's there's the the Cowboys, there's the Rams, uh, Cardinals. and the Cardinals as well. I don't know if I'm missing uh, anybody. The Packers, particularly the Packers. Yeah, the Packers as well. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but I just feel like the Packers are, are probably relatively, you know, underrated. The Packers did lose in their last. Uh, no, they didn't. No, sorry. They, they won. They, the beat, they won. They beat the the Cardinals, didn't they? I'm sorry, yeah. in their last game. So yeah, you've got to take them into consideration as well. I think there's just a few te- and the Bills as well. You know, oh, yeah, there are just a right. few teams that are just are just there. We just I think we're probably just waiting for one to just to really. Over the next three weeks, we might find just one just pulls away. Yeah, you know, it's just if you get one that's just consistently winning over the next three weeks, uh, then they might just uh, they might just pull away. But the the Cowboys and the Rams as well, as I say, uh, now the Rams are actually really interesting, and we'll go into trades now because it is the the second of November right now, uh, which means that it is trade deadline day. So you might be listening to this on Wednesday, mm. and then you might know way more that, that has happened than we do, obviously. Uh, but Von Miller. The, the the iconic, the legendary Broncos uh, defensive end has been traded to the Rams for a second and third 2022 uh, draft picks. Um, first of all, uh, Carter, before we just get into like the, the minutia of the, 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 the pick situation for the Rams, which I just think is really funny, um, Von Miller to the, the Rams. Good move for the Rams. Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, the Rams have proven... Or at least their GM, who there's no way I'm going to know his name, uh, has proven his propensity or is his his less need by the uh, way. But thank yeah, you very on. much. His like is his preference to deal mm-hmm. for talent now. Like yeah, send the picks, give me players, and this is a clear move in that direction. Which the Rams defense, not a bad defense this year for the record. <laughs> and no. to add a piece in an aging Von Miller, but still Von Miller, who mm-hmm. won't have to be full Von Miller because he's got uh, a fantastic uh, tackle by the name of some kid that I don't remember. That's a joke. His name's Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. I was joking. Yeah, totally I was about joking. to say. <laughs> I was him for Halloween. Come I'm on. Used, I'm used. Uh, you were. <laughs> I was. Oh, yeah, you were. I was, I I was elbowing children. In, uh, for their for their candy chain, um, but adding to that uh, defensive core, uh, particularly on that line and that linebacker core, I think is going to be a potent. Um, uh, like I think that's we're in a situation now. I think it pushes. Yeah, we're in a situation now where there's on the defense they've they've got Von Miller, they've got Aaron Donald, they've got Jalen Ramsey. Oof. I mean, that's that, that's three icons of the game. Yeah. The current, over the last two or three years, even well longer in in some of the situations, that is that is a bit crazy, yeah. isn't it? And this is a situation where, as you say, Les Snead uh, and Sean McVay as well, I suppose, head coach, have, have chosen to basically say we don't want any draft picks. Yeah. We we want to use them on players that are proven in this league. And do you know what? You can see the logic, can't you? Yeah, you can see the logic. Yeah. It, so you want to win. You've got a – I imagine they're thinking that the window of opportunity here is it, – it's not fleeting, but you've got Matthew Stafford on, on as your quarterback now. Like you've, you've got a quarterback quarterback. You've got some solid receivers. The offense is producing. 
you are, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to verify this. You guys are in the battle for LA right now because there's two teams there. Not, it's not really a battle because the Chargers suck. But you've, <laughs> you've got, uh, you're fighting out for the division with the Cardinals. And to win or to make it to the Super Bowl, you've got to go through the Cardinals. You've got the Packers in the conference and you've got the Cowboys all of whom have very good quarterbacks. Mm. And on the other side, you've got, you know, quarterbacks that, you know, with some repute. You've got, jeez, um, uh, uh, the guy from the Bills who had a great game. This Josh Allen, thank you, thank yeah. you very much. You've got the fantastic MVP from a couple of years ago with the Ravens. I forgot his name too. Lamar Jackson, uh, your name situation is so is, bad. Is so bad. Is I'm, so I'm sorry, man. Bad. It's, it's, all, it's awful. 100%. 100%. But you've got to go through these quarterbacks to get to the Super Bowl. You've got to go through really, really good quarterbacks. And let me tell you. So why not have why not have Von Miller to help you? Not? Yeah, exactly. Why yeah. not? Yeah. I mean, you know, Cooper Cup as well. We've got to shout out Cooper Cup, who is bust. You never would have thought it, but he's busting out records right now. Ooh. Every fantasy football man, uh, coach is a uh, is a uh, you know dream right there. Yeah. Um, the 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 situation with their draft picks, Rams for their for the twenty twenty two draft. So the next draft in April, the Rams have a compensatory third round pick uh, to do with uh, one of their. Um, Coaches now becoming a GM elsewhere. Um, I think through the Rooney Rule, I believe mm-hmm. that, that that's uh, that's how it's all um, given out now with the with the pick situation because it's changed slightly over the last couple of years. That means that they have that, and that is it until the fifth round. Oof. So they don't have a first. They don't have a second. They did have two thirds. Now obviously they only have one third. They don't have a fourth, and then they have to wait until the fifth as well because this you know. And bear in mind, obviously, that there were so many picks that went away from Jalen Ramsey and then there's so many picks that are going away from Matt Stafford so they're really just saying we don't care it's, we do not care about this draft situation and you all, all the scouts all the scouts for the Rams yeah. like the college scouts are like why are we here yeah. like why, why are listen, we doing listen man I you gotta go you gotta win like you, you, I appreciate it sure you use you know the early round the early draft picks not everyone can get the quarterback you know the franchise changing quarterback type of thing but obviously you don't need that now but you do it you do it to pick you know that solid offensive lineman or offensive tackle coming out of alabama or something like that Mm. but besides that if you've got good here now and you're you're weighing do we add to this good now or do we take the risk in the draft then i would say if you want to win now you could you could make Mm -hmm. it to the super bowl this year I think you do it now. Well, what we'll do, since it's the uh, trade deadline today, let's just have a little bit of a go at place people that we would like to see elsewhere, people that we can see elsewhere mm. as well. Uh, the trade deadline transfer, uh, I don't know, what am I trying to think? Uh, like it's, like uh, the EPL transfer, the transfer. Yeah, the deadline yeah, day yeah. and you know all, all of that. You know, you've got Harry Redknapp in a car with a window down. That probably doesn't mean anything to you. Um, let's do... Um, <laughs> Let's let's go then. Do you want to start? Shall I start? I will say I will say one thing, and then I, oh, mm-hmm. this would just be me starting. So that's stupid. Uh, <laughs> I will yeah. say that devastating injury news. That I don't know who they're going to choose, but man, they need to get a running back in there quick. The Titans lost Derrick oh, yeah. Henry for this, arguably the season. That's, I think some reports say eight to ten weeks. I mean, it's only like 
nine games left. Like, how long is the season? Potentially, he could be in the playoffs. Potentially, That's yeah. What if they Potentially, get to the yeah. playoffs. I hear they just signed uh, Adrian Peterson to the practice squad. Yeah. Let's see how that pans out. But you you need a running back. You need a, you need another – how many people – how many running backs does it take to replace a Derrick Henry? <laughs> how many? Yeah. Yeah, and they, 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 they actually have another uh, running back that's on IR right now as well, someone that they drafted um, they drafted this year as well, Darrington Evans. So I think it's just Jerry, Jeremy McNichols they actually have as a running back, I believe, currently, which means that, you know, you can see Adrian Peterson actually getting some game time. And, and you know, he's, it's, it's similarly, similarly physical, I suppose, Adrian or Peterson. Or he used you know, to be, who Derek knows Henry. how. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. So would you get somebody in? Is there somebody that you got your eye on? I would say, you know, I would call the Chiefs. Uh, and the Chiefs. I would call the Chiefs. And I would say, hey, Chiefs, you guys are not having a great year. How's about <laughs> – you guys almost lost to the Giants. How's about you give me uh, Mr. Edwards Elair? How about that? Oh, but he's injured as well, though. <sighs> I don't know, Jay. I, I want the Titans to win this year, and I, I don't want them. Because Derrick Henry was the best player in the league this year. Has he not been so far? He did produce in the last couple games, but mm-hmm. the 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 amount of attention he attracts on the defense means that the rest of the team can flourish as well. That's still an effective back, even if he's not rushing. For, I think he's averaged like a, a you know 60-something yards over the last two games. Doesn't matter. Still, Derrick Henry still have to account for him. Well, here's a very different kind of running back that could get traded to the Titans because he seemingly wants out from the Indianapolis Colts. Now, he's not he's not in the same mold as Derrick Henry whatsoever, but here's a running back that has proven that he he can be effective and does one out, and you presumably he, he wouldn't cost very much to go over. Now, I actually pitched him to the to the Ravens, but I suppose you could say he could go to the Titans as well if they need running back help. That's Marlon Mack from the Colts. Oh, Colts, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. So Marlon Mack basically hasn't been able to get as much game time as he would like. Uh, so I pitched him to the Ravens, whose run game has not got going. This is a team that has been flourishing over the last few years mm-hmm. with their run game. But for one reason or another, a.k.a. injuries yep. before the season, uh, their run game has not been as good as they wanted it to be. It's not been anywhere near as effective. So, yeah, you could pitch him to the Ravens or you could say, well, do you know what? Actually, the Titans do need help and, and they just need bodies. They just need bodies now more than anything else. Yeah. You know, if they've got two two players down on IR already, uh, one potentially out for the season. Yeah, I know Adrian Peterson's coming back, um, but you, you know, we don't know how, we don't we don't know how effective he'll be. Let's be honest. Mm. Um, he, he'll, I'm sure he can. I'm sure he'll still be a physical guy. But how far? How how good is his, his running ability compared to uh, to how he was years ago? So I'd say Marlon Mack to the Ravens or the Titans, depending on which way you want to look at it. But he isn't a Derrick Henry mold. And if they want someone in a Derrick Henry mold, I don't think they're going to get anybody. That, you know, it's going to be anywhere close to him. Obviously, not at all. So so, and I, I I think that's a good move. I would say that if I were looking at one, so I know that in Green Bay, you've got. You got two things happening in Green Bay right now. One is you want Aaron Rodgers to stick around, and for mm-hmm. the, the ensuing seasons. So number two, I believe their tight end is injured. I think his name is Robert Tanyan. Did I get that right? Yeah, he is. Ah, he is. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, I tell you that the Browns aren't as good as they have been touted to be potentially this year, and you've got a wide receiver asset on the Browns that isn't being utilized well. What if I know where you're going with this? I knew you'd go. I go if on. You send 
Odell Beckham Jr., <laughs> a guy I I am neutral, Jay. I'm neutral on Mr. Neutral. Beckham. Mr. Beckham I feel like Jr. It's, it's an X to you. <laughs> OBJ is an X. I am neutral on Mr. OBJ, but if you sent him to the Packers, mm. could would that not be a ferocious offense? And like unstoppable offense with Aaron Rodgers. And Devontae Adams now back from COVID protocols. And you telling me that that type of offense wouldn't suit a player like Elder Beckham Jr.? Well, I don't think he's a direct replacement to Robert Tanyan, but yeah, I see where you're going with this. 100%. Totally not. Because he's he's definitely not lining up to block (laughs) anybody else on the line. Well, what... Well, I was, I've written that down as well, to be honest, I, right here on my, on my notes. Actually, I wrote OBJ anywhere else. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the thing is for me is that, you know, he signed that big old contract. Now, if the, the Browns pay for this season or the majority for this season uh, and, and, you know, uh, it can be restructured or whatever, um, then, yeah, I, I, could poten- I could potentially see it. But then you've got Devontae Adams and OBJ on the same team, which would probably be great for the short term. But to- one of them's not staying next year. You know, one of them's, you know, so I, one of them won't be here next year. Is that because of egos, you think, or because what? No, because of just money. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, I hear that. Well, that, uh, what I'm but, saying is it might be a it might be a way to say, to tell Aaron Rodgers, send the signal to Aaron Rodgers, like, look, you don't mm-hmm. want to leave this. Like, this is, we're good now. But then, uh, you know, if he's not there, if one of them's not there next year, then maybe. Yeah, I hear that. You know, yeah. But, you know, but then, you know, I, I wrote I wrote a similar thing, really. If you look at it, like I, I said Packers, well, I wrote down OBJ Packers. I also wrote Saints. Saints can't afford him. There's no way mm, they could afford him. Right. But what they, they could do is they could, if there was um, some sort of restructure for a year or something like that, then maybe because Michael Thomas is, is still out injured. He hopefully will come back in the next two weeks maybe even the Chicago Bears as well you know alongside Allen Robinson they need some more help don't think that necessarily that uh, OBJ will be overjoyed to be going then by any means but they do need some wide receiver help there as well so you know one of those situations the other thing I would say is you know you're talking about Robert Tonyan for, for, for so long Evan Ingram has there's been like chatter about Evan Ingram right. the tight end for the yeah. Giants potentially moving that might be a situation uh that would be I, I, for Evan Ingram. I think that would be a perfect situation. Mm. Moving to the, the Packers, he has shown flashes, um, but if he could get some, if he could get Aaron Rodgers throwing him some balls, Jeez. I think that he would start lighting it up. At least, I'm going to do one more. Season. I'm going to do one more, and it's a boring one, but I'm going to do one more anyway. Mm-hmm. So in the off season, Deshaun Jackson, uh, the aging wide receiver, but still the speedster. Uh, signed with the Rams, but just hasn't been getting much game time, to be honest with you. There. And they, so they, they've basically... recently a- agreed to part ways mutually. Exactly, yeah. but he has not parted ways. Uh, mm. So I suspect that if you listen to this after the trade deadline, you're going to be like, yeah, Jay, he, uh, he's already moved to wherever. Uh, what about the Raiders? What oh. about the Raiders? Now, the Raiders ha- have been throwing it deeper than they probably have in a long time. Um uh, with uh, Derek, Carr. Uh, Derek Carr, of course, yeah. been uh, playing top of his game. Sean Jackson might be just opening the field out a little bit. Now, the only thing I would say is that, you know, there is what's the deal over there? Like, who is in charge? Is it still Mike Mayock, I suppose? Probably it will still be as the general manager. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, he'll, he'll cost very little. I mean, you're looking very at... Very true. Very true. You're looking at, seventh, you're looking at a seventh round pick. And the, oh, damn. I, I honestly believe that's... I, Yikes! Wow, really? I, I, I honestly, if if yeah, I I think it'll be a seventh round pick. They might even release him. Oh, you geez. know, I, I, honestly, I honestly think it will be that. Like, it will be, 
It will be like that. Yeah. Well, the, so Raiders are at the top of the AFC West right now. Chiefs may not figure it out. Chargers, I think, are on the down um, downturn. You think you, you down? Chargers have have been on a good. They haven't necessarily got the results over the last couple of weeks, but yeah, you know when you've got Justin Herbert. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess. Although he, he's still he's showing some, he's still got a lot to learn. Um, I think that the Raiders want to keep pushing as well because, like you said, with all the tumult, the tumult that has happened in, in the first part of the mm. season, they want to keep building on this momentum and you want to ride it as long as you can. I think adding a Deshaun Watson might might be a good idea. You could, I mean, shoot, you could. I don't know if Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sean Watson. Let's not bring that tumult to Oakland. No, we're not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. Um, but yeah, that makes sense to me. That makes sense. Have you got any more? Nah, man. I'm. I'm. You're all out. You're I'm, all out. I, all traded I, I'm out. Traded out, man. I just. I tell you, I, I was thinking about what. I. I was just looking at. I was thinking about the Chiefs and the, the Chiefs and the Giants game, and I was wondering. Obviously, the Giants aren't making any sort of moves that are going to improve that situation um, for a while. But I was thinking about what the Chiefs could get because you just—I—I I don't feel like they can trade for anybody. But I, maybe is it just like the energy just needs to come down a bit because they're making mistakes, man. They're—they're they're giving up the ball. Mm. They're fumbling. Pat Mahomes is missing targets. He's throwing behind people. He's still making amazing, amazing. Sidearm, underarm, yeah. overarm play. Tyreek Hill is still dynamic, but it's like I, I don't know what it is with the Chiefs because they're, it's not looking great. I wonder if it's true. I almost feel like they just need to just um, go back to the basics a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I think. Like, stop trying to to run an offense like that. You need to uh, obviously the defense has, has challenges, but to run an offense like that, it's got to be so finely tuned. At mm. all times, and I, and it just isn't right now. And so the amazing sidearm throws look a bit amateurish. If you got, if you're throwing two to three picks a game, if you're, mm. you know, if you're not hitting receivers in stride like you used to, like overthrowing or underthrowing people, it's just. I agree. Let's let's get back to the to the normal stuff and see how that goes for a while. Carter, always a pleasure. Uh, rock and roll American football done and dusted for another week. We'll be back next Tuesday going over uh, the NFL, uh, the small bits, the medium bits, the big bits, and all of, all the stuff in between. Week uh, week nine here. Week nine. Ooh, it's going quickly, it's isn't it? Going, it's going quickly. It's going fast, man. Oof. All right, Jay, till next time. The Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio.